Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church, it's great to be with you uh, on our weekly podcast. I get the privilege of being with Pastor Dan Golnick, his second time on the podcast, first time we talked about you coming on the team. I just want to say after two months, well, it's almost three now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, after three months, I um, still continue to give you a thumbs up. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Three and a half stars. <laughs> out of three it. and a half stars. <laughs> yeah. Out of three and a half. You always got to ask what the actual exactly. scale is. But how about you? Do you still like us? Yeah, for sure. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, one of the best things was uh, you know, getting to know the staff team and everything the first month, but I'm, I'm really starting to feel like I'm getting to know the congregation mm. and meeting more people, and uh, I really love that. So we're, we're slowly but surely integrating, and it's been a great No, day. it's wonderful. And uh, Jess your two da- and your two daughters, we just appreciate them. And we yeah. just want, I just want to add my welcome, and you know that. You know yeah, I like you. you. <laughs> I accepted you into my heart. But hey, we want to chat a little bit about the weekend. First of all, thanks for pushing through a cold. Dan had a pretty big cold come down during the weekend. Uh, I love the fact that we can have people with colds and people being healed of things in the exact same service. It's such it's so human at the moment, isn't it? Uh, kingdom here, thing. kingdom coming. Yes. Uh, it was really wonderful. But thanks for pushing through. I knew that you were facing some stuff there. Um, but before we dive into the sermon, man, some other things about the service. One... Uh, the testimony by Kevin was really um, we we had a peculiar amount of people giving feedback on it. That first of all, just uh, who Kevin was in his testimony, yeah. but also just that deep belief of someone who decided to start to take God seriously. On the I'm going to see if God's really like I'm hearing what He's like. That He 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 knows the desires of my heart. Press in in prayer, um, and even though it was such a demonstrative thing that mm-hmm. happened in his life. Uh, I just have to say it was just so rich. It was it was really a wonderful thing then to walk into your sermon, which is reminding us about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Just good stuff. So yeah, I really appreciated it. I had I already had the opportunity to to meet Kevin and talk yeah. with him in past weeks, and so um, to hear his story uh, being shared up front, his authenticity, mm-hmm. uh, just who he is, it was a, it was an encouraging testimony for sure. Yeah, and it was another thing about that testimony that marked four years of us doing testimonies. Wow. Um, and I and I do I, I think when that was shared with us earlier this week, we actually it dawned on us after the fact, or else we might have talked about it more on the weekend services. But just four years of testimonies, and we still have more testimonies than we have time to put them up. And I'm like, man, what a beautiful thing to be a part of a community that's carrying that availability and that expectation toward God. So here we are celebrating four years of testimonies, and here's to another four coming Amen. down the line. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind, let's dive a little bit into your, your message. I, I'll remind you, community, that we're part of what's called the Make Way series. Um, we are, we're looking at the life of Jesus, Jesus being formed in us by encountering him in the narrative of his life on earth. And we started with these passages around pre-John the Baptist, a prophet telling us about a prophet coming. Kevin talked about John the Baptist as the prophet, and then you dove into uh, taking John's message and saying, hey, what was John's message as he's presenting Jesus to us? Well done, man. How'd you feel hey, about thanks. it? Thanks. Yeah. I Well, you know, first of all, um, it was exciting for me uh, to be up there and have the privilege of preaching to the congregation for the first time. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Um, and just the whole, the whole, almost the dance that you do as a speaker with a congregation. I'm new to them. They're new to me. And, uh, 
that whole experience was so positive and and so i enjoyed that aspect yeah. um, and then the sermon itself yeah I, i'm glad the way the wor- the lord worked through it and um i think it's really uh, a neat thing that we kind of wanted to spend some intentionality before we moved into the ministry of jesus mm-hmm. to uh to do a setup and for That's two right. weeks to do that um uh, kevin i think would have mentioned that you know sometimes we skip that and go straight into mm-hmm. jesus's life and his message which obviously is super important um, but just to look at the the forerunner and mm-hmm. and the prophetic words even for that uh, in the Old Testament, uh, I think it's I think it was time well spent. Yeah, and I'm even gonna I mean I'm up this week and I'm taking Jesus's temptation, which is this interesting little liminal threshold thing between the forerunning stuff um, uh, of Isaiah, Elijah, John the Baptist type forerunning stuff, and in his ministry launching, I mean, he's all of a sudden going into Nazareth and then doing his famous. Spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? Mm-hmm. But he has this temptation in the wilderness. Uh, I just love that we're spending time in this yeah, me too. season of preparation as we see his whole ministry launch. Um, uh, and I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about uh, your message. Um, this whole thing of planned arrived, I have to tell you, like it was a lot of fun. I mean, you started your message with the fun little stories of how often we plan to arrive someplace yeah. so that we can fully be there when we get there. I mean, I think that is a great reminder of what's going on in these stories. But just in life in general, I was sitting and thinking, how often do I do that too? Spend time on planning my arrival. It's good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, my personality, quite honestly, is someone who uh, is not bent towards planning. Um, You know, I like the the spontaneity in that. But uh, that also has uh, actually negatively affected the way that I've arrived places. So, uh, you know. Just practical things like forgetting major things when I need to need them and I'm not home, right? That's right. Um, so going into the planning, and we we know this, but for all of these important things, especially things that are most important to us, uh, we have an intentionality about planning for their arrival. Um, and yeah, I mean, this where where God's leading us this year to pursue as a community. I, I think that uh, it's the most important thing. So yeah, yeah I think talk what about struck me. I think what struck me, and and tell me if I'm crazy on this is. We have a sense that God's bringing us something as a community. And by the way, I, I think every community says that to some extent, but we've had some words spoken over our community about God putting his name on us, yeah. God's presence in our midst. Those are very big, big concepts, big containers, what, what his presence looks like or what his name looks like. Yeah. That's what I believe we're waiting on the arrival for. So it's interesting. It's one thing if I'm planning my arrival because I'm going to Ocean City, Maryland, right? <laughs> yes. Or I'm going to Knobles yep. or wherever it is. I'm going to Florida for a couple months or something, um, which I haven't ever. Um, but all that to say, it's one thing when I know what the actual thing is I'm planning my arrival for. It's quite another when you're in that vulnerable spot of saying, Hey, the Lord is bringing something that we're preparing for. Yes, we don't quite know what it is. Yeah. That, but then that's part of the biblical narrative, isn't it? Right? Yeah, it is. And and even just the the understanding of, um, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but even no, li- go li- living arrived. Right. Yeah. I can remember the first time I, I really like, for instance, read uh, Ephesians uh, chapter two, and uh, where Paul's like, uh, you know, you were this, you were this, but now. You're this and this and this. And I remember feeling the first time I, I really was getting into the word, like, well, I don't necessarily feel like I am in the but now. I still feel like sometimes I'm in the you were yeah. this, right? But the reality is, biblically speaking, we have arrived in Christ. And the so inheritance we've, is there, we, right? we, we've, yeah. we already have it. So what, is it, what does it look like to change our heart to a place where we 
we live into where we are mm-hmm. uh, already in him. Yeah, and, and, I, and keep going. For, Sorry. For me, for me, there's an invitation over striving there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To to live into that, and um, and so uh, as even as we're talking about where we're heading this year. Um, it's, it's, it's something that has already been provided to us through Christ That's right. and it's so much about us living into that. That's right. And very much like I use the term <clears throat> frequency to me, I, I'm before the Lord believing for this thing we're arriving into or living into as it's there. The challenge at the moment is my frequency isn't tuned in. Amen. It, right. Yeah. And so for me, even you're going to hear me talk a little bit about this weekend that uh, everything Jesus needed for his life and ministry was there too, but he still went into a wilderness, still did spiritual mm-hmm. disciplines, still still led a fasted lifestyle, yeah. and then received. I just love the way Mark says at the end, and I'll talk a little bit, and the angels came and ministered to mm-hmm. him when it's all done, right? And then he goes in He goes in and launches what we would call his public, his public three years. I just want to say that my cry as we're going into us is the something is there for us. Mm-hmm. The challenge right now is my frequency. Amen. Um, and I'm trying to get it dialed in, and we're going to be reminding people that spiritual disciplines and fasted lifestyles is part of that, right? Right, yep, absolutely. It makes me happy. Anyway, <laughs> if you're at all like me, um, you do a message and you get done, and you're sitting at home reviewing it in your head, which you talked about. Hopefully, I hope you were generous with yourself in that, because yeah. you did. It was wonderful. Um. Uh, but I also sometimes think, man, if I would have had an extra five minutes, what would I have spent more time on or what would I have put in? Because I only had 35 minutes. That's I had right. to cut something. If you, I mean, here you are four, a couple of days later, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What would you have talked about more or what would you have thrown in that you didn't have a chance to? Yeah, you know, I, I gave some thought to that as we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one thing that I probably would have said is uh, around repentance and specifically, um, as we, we look at John's message and then Jesus's message in Mark and other places, uh, repent because the kingdom of God is at hand mm-hmm. and believe in the good news. And I once, heard, I once heard somebody say that the life of discipleship is to move from unbelief to belief in absolutely every area of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, like that, even that kind of changed the way that I saw repentance mm-hmm. and this idea of a lifestyle of repentance. Um, and you know, so you can get caught up in the phrasing, like you can get, well, is it unbelief? Is it those things? But, but really, um, there is a sense in which each time I'm acting outside of the Lord and his will for my life and, uh, and, and not walking in the ways of, of Jesus, but, you know, pursuing cheap substitutes, as I said on Sunday, uh, there is a sense in which I'm believing that my own ability, um, my my own pursuits, my own desires, uh, apart from him, will lead me to the place where I want to be, mm-hmm. lead me to fulfilled life, mm-hmm. lead me to the abundant life. And, and to see that there's an invitation always from Jesus to turn from that and receive actually what's caught up in the gospel That's right. and what, what, what's available in the gospel and believe that truly is better yeah, all it, the time. To, to me, though, the, one of the challenges becomes seeing more than the thin life. Because in other words, if I right. were sitting here, like it's easy for you and I to sit and go, man, we all know there's a thicker version of our lives. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're living pale versions. God has a full color version. But for most people who are living pale versions, uh, they think that is the max. Yeah. Either because they're living in shame, they're living in family system or, uh, or generational system dynamics or stuff like that, where they think this is as good as it gets. So yeah. we're we're actually, 
even calling people to something they can't imagine for themselves, of yeah. full-color lives. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping we as a community can do. It. It's not just a gentle reminder to those who already know it and are just living in some kind of backlit <laughs> thing. I think a lot of people don't even know what fullness of life looks like at the moment. Right. Much So the, the desire is not there for it because they can't imagine it, right? So right. reawakening imagination to a fuller life in Jesus is is part of our task as a community. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, uh, the second invitation I covered um, as far as the invitation that we have through the Holy Spirit to be transformed and empowered, uh, yeah. really, I said it at the end, but another thing I probably, if I had more time, would have really leaned into was the reality that this this direction we're heading mm -hmm. and the name that's spoken over our, our community to, to exalt the name of Jesus, all of that. Um, there's a real balance between being challenged towards spiritual growth and also understanding that it's not works righteousness. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's something that's only going to be available to us by mm -hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and, and yielding to that. Um, and so there's always a balance between, you know, um, encouraging people to take steps and, yeah. and to, to invest in their growth. Um, but also recognizing that at, at the end of the day, it's not our, our, right. our striving that get us there. Um, yeah. I, from phrase, I even, I think I heard you say it the other day. Grace, grace isn't into being earned, but it doesn't mind a little effort. Right. That's right. right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's and, from, that's, and that's, that's from, where we're at. Yeah. That's from Dallas Willard. I think in the divine conspiracy, yeah. he says yeah. that yeah, grace is not opposed uh, to effort. It's opposed to earning. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's partly what we're calling to, because even the fasted life that we're reminding people that brings on the frequency of seeing the, what the Holy Spirit's already doing in the world yeah. and tapping into it, uh, it, it, it's not, it can't be earned, right. but yet it can, life can be um, set on a trajectory of which it's easier to encounter. It, For it's, sure. It's quite fascinating because we, we certainly, we're always doing that dance around, it's not works, but let me tell you something, man. Put your hand on the bucket and then let God lift the bucket, but he's probably not going to lift the bucket until you put your hand on it, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'll be, I'll be excited to hear, um, even as you talk about the fasted lifestyle and the disciplines, um, I, another quote I think of is uh, Richard Foster in Celebration of Discipline, mm -hmm. where he says, you know, the disciplines, spiritual disciplines are the things we engage in to place ourselves before lo the Lord so he can transform That's us. Right. right? That's right. So, so what's, it, what's it look like to, to pursue that? And I, one thing I love about this community is we truly are a community that is not only pursuing the presence of the Lord, but pr pursuing his activity That's right. in our lives. That's right. um, and so uh, I'm excited for... Uh, the the heart posture that the Lord's leading us in, and, and already in this series, uh, and and what that's going to do in lives and families and oh, marriages. It's going to be a big deal. In, in, in our getting back to that opening there with Kevin too is, I love the one line that he says in it. Like, well, that's not for me. Or like the whole mm -hmm. when he was like, someone said like, hey, I'm praying that God gives you 100% financing. He's like, oh man, dude, because uh, here's Kevin hanging out for five years <laughs> in our community, and he knows it's for people. He, he's yeah. he's watched four years of testimony. But yet he could sit and say there a couple months ago, like, oh, man, I love being part of a community where God moves. But, you know, it's not for me. I just kind of hang out on the periphery, right? Right, yeah. And for him to be able to sit and say, oh, my word, it was, there was something for me. Yeah. And, and God opened the door, and now I see it. That is what I want for every single person in this community. Me too. And it doesn't have to be as demonstrative, all of a sudden, a huge financial provision. It could be the family breakthrough, like you're talking about. Or it could be um, a besetting sin or something we're carrying as a coping mechanism, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I, I want to believe that this is a year um, of alignment in the sense that God is willing to increase. What's it mean to do the actual discipline of decrease? Yes. Uh, or wow. again, for me, frequency um, yeah. attunement is a big deal. 
Um, no, that's big. And, and, and that idea, that's, that's really good, Jim. I mean, as we think about this idea of he, he's greater than me, he must increase, mm-hmm. I must decrease. You know, what is that, what is that looking, looking like practically? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I shared it on Sunday that, it, uh, and, and on Saturday, that much of what I felt the Lord led me to, to share last weekend, to many people who have been walking with the Lord for a while, not necessarily new things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, you know, our, our familiarity can breed complacency. We're like, yeah, I know these things. Well, well yeah, you know them, but uh, I've preached to myself like, yeah, I know it, but, but am I truly pursuing it? Am mm-hmm. I truly leaning into the reality of that? Um, and uh, in many ways, it's like you could preach that message weekly mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as we just mm-hmm. keep trying to get it That's right. and tr- just keep trying to lean into That's it. Right. You know? And here we are as a community, and maybe we'll do this as the close, is we feel that part of our um, privilege, I don't, I don't even want to call it an, uh, a task, or, uh, but our privilege is to make ways for you to connect more. Mm-hmm. And you hear us over and over again around Take One Step. Some simple ways to be doing that at the moment is each week in e-news for this entire year, we're going to put the lead scriptures up that we uh, in that upcoming service weekend, weekend services are going to be talking about. So we encourage you on Thursday when that drops, spend a little time Thursday or Friday or Saturday, even Sunday, looking at some of those passages. And we think there'll be an extra level of resonance in the services. That's one simple way. Some of the other ways are naturally take one step. We have an upcoming uh, in the Institute for Christian Leadership, the apologetics um, classes coming up. There's still time to sign up for that. Four weeks on a Wednesday night. Uh, where we have a wonderful instructor coming in that's going to be leading us into some stuff in apologetics. Stan's currently teaching the hermeneutics class. Uh, And I could go on and on. We have the prophetic weekend coming up. We would encourage you, man, what a great way to, in this whole frequency idea or this, hey, increase, decrease stuff, um, come out and see if the Lord doesn't have a word for you. We encourage you to go to the website. You'll be able to find under the events tab on the prophetic weekend. You sign up for a time slot to be prayed for. And we look forward to being able to see what God has for you. We are a community that believes that his thoughts toward us outnumber the grains of sand of the seashore. And he's willing to share them, right? And again, there are those people that have been preparing themselves to be able to minister in that area. We highly encourage that. Now, let me even get a little bit crazier. Do you know someone who needs to hear from God in that kind of climactic way? Ask them to be willing to sign up, and let's just see if God encounters them that way. In other words, I'm not talking about let's use this as some kind of big evangelism tool. I'm talking about let's share good news, right? For the sure. good news that God has something for people. Um, so do what you can to make it comfortable for them to be a part of it. I had a wonderful experience in First Steps this, this last week where someone came, and it was their first week. It's pretty rare in the First Steps room that people are there in their very first week, but they came, and I, and I said... I said, hello, greet them. I said, hey, how'd you find yourself here? And they named someone in our community that's in their Silver Sneakers Club that said, you need to come to our church because you'll hear from God. And they were standing there. The wife was in tears because she says, I don't know why, but when you were singing those songs at the beginning, I just couldn't stop crying. Um, And they felt encountered. The the smiles on their face, they were encountered by Jesus because someone in our community invited them to come to a place where you know they're going to get nourishment, they're going to get met. And uh, I love us as a people for that. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Me too. Hey, we hope you have a wonderful week. We appreciate you being with us. Um, I'll be ch- chatting a bit this week on services around Jesus' temptation, and then Kevin will be up the week after that. Um, hey, also, check out Harvest Net's Net Days. Yeah. Um, they're having a Net Day net, uh, first, week, first Wednesday in March, and they're going to be discussing some gender and sexuality issues. We're following up on the series that we even did here and having a few more speakers. So if you're into being able to take a day from 9 to 3 and be able to hear some more people around issue, 
I want to just do a little shout out for Harvest Nets Net Day this yeah, year. Sure. All right. Hey, be well, people. We appreciate you. Yeah, God bless. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com. Thank you.